Well, hello. This is Craig McConnell, and I'm joined today for this Ransom Tar podcast with Alan Arnold. And I love these opportunities, Alan, where we can just sit in front of the microphones and just kind of get caught up on what's going on, what's new, and gives us the opportunity to just share with those who listen kind of what's current unfolding in our lives. And since I have the microphone, I'm going to throw the ball to you. What's new? What are you learning? What's uh, what's hot on the griddle? Well, I'll tell you, there's a passage in Scripture that has been affecting me in new ways. It's been something that it's easy to keep in mind. It influences the day, each day for me. And I thought it'd be fun just to share that with you and then have us talk about it together. Great. And the passage is from Psalm 27. And it's the last verse of Psalm 27. And this is the message translation. Stay with God. Take heart. Don't quit. I'll say it again. Stay with God. And as I came across that recently, what I've loved about it is it's really a four-point way to go through the day. Like point one, stay with God. Hmm. Point two, take heart, keep heart. In other words, don't quit, don't give up, point three. And then point four, really interesting because he says the same thing again, stay with God. I'll say it again, stay with God. It drew me into the passage by thinking, wow, if I only had four pieces of advice, each a few words that I could give to you or to a friend or my children, Hmm. like I wouldn't repeat, I wouldn't take up one of the slots saying the same thing again. But yet God chose to do that. And so this year, it's just been the cry of my heart to do everything with God. Hmm. And if there was one word in that whole passage, it's the word with. And for me, it revealed a lot. It was like a, a spotlight on my life that for so many years of my life up until recently, I didn't really stay with God. I believed in God. I followed him. I loved him, but I didn't see him as an active presence in my life, moment to moment, where we were doing whatever I was doing together, Mm -hmm. and that we were experiencing life and mission and joy together. And so the whole first part of that, stay with God, one definition of the word stay, if you had a, a pet, a dog, it would be just basically stay as don't move like you stay and there's a real negative connotation to that i think in terms of you know if that's what it meant was staying with god it would feel somewhat negative just to stay and freeze don't move but knowing god's always active Mm -hmm. the invitation to stay with him is just the opposite it's really active so that's where it started with me was going into those first three words of God is inviting me to do life with him, Mm -hmm. stay with him, be with him. And that brought my heart alive. I'm looking at the psalm that you're pointing out here, Alan, and prior to the conclusion that has moved you, the psalmist is saying, you know, he would have despaired unless he had believed that he would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And he talks about his adversaries and so on and so forth. So, I mean, there's a lot at stake when he gives this concluding advice is the way to live in a world surrounded by adversaries where you 
you would otherwise, in circumstances and relationships that are so troubling, be despairing. Here's my counsel. Stay with God. Or the way my translation puts it is, wait for God. Yes. And that's the context of that, I think, is huge because in the midst of a crisis, in the midst of just your day-to-day, how do we wait on God? How do we stay with him versus going back to that orphan place where we feel like, you know, yeah, I believe in God, but it really is kind of up to me at this point to navigate whatever the situation is to come up with an escape plan or the answer. Just yesterday I was driving home. And on the drive, I had turned off the stereo and I put the phone aside and it was just time for God and for me. And I was trying to figure out an answer to a certain financial issue in front of me. And I was going through all the, you know, what ifs. Well, I could do this or I could put off paying this bill to do this first or or maybe I could do this project. And it was so cool, Craig, because then I just felt God say, you can't figure it out. Hmm. Don't try. Mm-hmm. Let me let me do this. Let's do this together. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. And it was so freeing in that moment just with myself and God, you know, to say, you're right, God. I don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. That's not a frightening place to be. Mm-hmm. That's a really good place to be. Mm-hmm. I don't have a clue. You figure it out or you invite me into the answer. And I'm going to quit coming up with different scenarios. And that is really, to me, part of the heart of, you know, what I would say staying with God is, is that with, it's, you don't have to figure it all out. It's the pressures off of you or of me, but it's the invitation of with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about the rest of the verse? Yeah. Well, to me, it leads beautifully into the next few words, which is the second part, take heart. Hmm. What does your translation say? Um Be strong and let your heart take courage. Okay. So to let your heart take courage or to take heart, Mm -hmm. to me, is a beautiful thing because when you stay with God, your heart does awaken Mm -hmm. and it does gain courage. And other places in Scripture, the heart, we've talked about many times before in here, how the heart is central. And above all else, we're to nurture or to guard our heart. Well, the best way to do that is to stay with God. Mm-hmm. And so when we're walking with God, when he's with us in the day-to-day, minute-to-minute decisions of very active presence, then my heart does come alive. Mm-hmm. And the things that would normally cause me to feel overwhelmed or disheartened, all of a sudden I feel this new energy, this new peace, this sense of, like I was telling you about in the truck, it's, you know what? Not only do I not need to try to figure it out, I get the privilege of not figuring it out because I can do this with God and look to him to see what he wants me to do next. Mm -hmm. So that to me is very encouraging. It's a heart posture of the child who goes with his dad into an adventure. Mm -hmm. And it does. It takes the pressure off. It takes the orphan spirit goes away because you can't be an orphan if you're with God. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take heart. Take heart. Is that how it puts it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Alan, how did this passage, I know there's one more part to it, but how did this passage kind of jump off the pages? What was the the context or the setting? Are you just reading through the Psalms and 
this is what jumps out? Well, how did this particular passage kind of come to the surface of God meeting you in your heart and where you're at? Yeah, I was reading the passage and it was like the words just lifted off the page because it was a rescue from God because so much of my own journey has been a boy and a man who believed in God but lived as an orphan, meaning I really felt like productivity was the key, coming through was the key, getting a lot of stuff done and being a very efficient man was the key. And so this passage really started a journey for me of, it felt like God saying, it's about us doing life together. Mm -hmm. It's not you coming through and me watching to see if it happens or not, but it's us together. And so that verse, it was a lifesaver for me. And the nice thing is, you know, there's some paragraphs in scripture This, for me at least, is so hard to memorize. So I know the idea of it, but... I can't just recite it immediately in the midst of some moment, you know, where I need a quick rescue or I need to remind myself, like with smelling salts, okay, this is the reality. Uh This one immediately became ingrained in my heart. So I felt like God lifted this up and said, I don't ever want you to be an orphan again. And here are the steps not to be. Hmm. And it's pretty simple. It's not some complex theology. Hmm. It's stay with me. It's take heart and then don't quit. Frankly, I think so many times people are great at starting things, but then they don't finish well. They start something and quickly lose interest or realize, "Eh, this is harder than I thought it might be. Mm -hmm. And so they move on and they don't go deep into something. And so this encouragement, don't quit, to me, is ties back into the scripture about, you know, let's finish the race. Mm. Let's do this thing together and finish well. And there's no pressure because, again, it's not God on the sidelines with his arms crossed waiting to see if we somehow stumble across the finish line. It's him doing it with us. We're with God. The verse right before that was stay with me. So if we're not going to quit, well, we're going to do it with him. Mm. And so just this sense of whatever I'm facing The answer isn't to run away from it. The answer isn't to numb the pain. And, you know, as humans, we're pretty good at finding ways to numb the pain. It's not doing that. It's not pretending it doesn't exist. It's finish well. Let's finish this well, whatever that topic is or that thing is. And so it's just a big motivator to look at any challenge, anything before me and say, God never has asked me to bail on something. He always wants me to finish well. Now, how that finish well happens is always different. The finishing may end up being something that I can finish tonight, or it may be something in a week I can finish, or it may be something that takes years to go through. But don't quit. Don't give up. Don't walk away. Finish well as I stay with God and keep my heart alive. And so to me, it builds like a symphony, like this short passage it continues to swell and grow larger and richer as we go through it. So you're saying to our listening audience, stay with him. Don't quit. Take heart. Stay with him. Right. And then I love the end at first really frustrated me because I I couldn't figure out 
okay, give me something new for the fourth item. Like you've got four things, nuggets to tell me, God. Now what's the new thing? What's the next thing? And for this passage in the message to wrap up by saying, I'll say it again, stay with God. Instead of four points, I get three with one of them highlighted, yeah. you know. But God, when I asked him about that, said, right, right, because you wander. Mm. And so this is a loving way to remind you after those first three things, hey, Alan, remember, stay with me. Stay with me. And it's the most important thing. And so to bookend with that as the beginning words and end words, when there's only about 13 words in the whole you know, passage, I think that's cool now. I love it. And it's the reminder I need every day. Maybe Ooh. some of the listeners do too, of stay with God. Do this together. It's with him that we find our joy, our strength, our encouragement, the extra breath we need, and that extra ability to just make it through. But then the cool thing, Craig, you know, again, if you remember the middle parts, like he's not just asking us to gut it out. He's saying, do this, whatever we're doing, do it with heart and do it with strength, with courage. Like your translation said, don't stop, don't quit, but don't gut it out. Do it from an awakened heart with me. And it just applies to everything. And so this passage, Psalm 27, 14, um, I don't have a tattoo, but if I were to get one, I think it would be this. Like, I think this verse, I would find a place to put that on my forearm just to have. How do you feel when you read that verse or hear that? I think you've said it. I, um, I hear the words of a strong father walking alongside of me, going into a difficult season or a difficult task and nervous, anxious about how it would unfold and how it might play out. I could just hear and feel and see God, my father, just saying, stay with me, stay close, Hmm. take heart, take heart, be strong and stay close now. In moving through something that would have normally left me despairing. I've now walked through with him in some wonderful way. It's a beautiful passage. I don't know that it's ever jumped out at me as it has you, and appreciate you sharing it. Well, you had mentioned just the beginning of that chapter, and just to read one part about that that I love. So in the fourth verse, he says, I'm asking God for one thing, only one thing, to live with him in his house my Mm -hmm. whole life long. I'll contemplate his beauty. Mm -hmm. I'll study at his feet. There's so many things in this chapter, but even how God invites us, like first through the psalmist, it's an example of somebody who's hungering for God saying, I'll contemplate his beauty. Like that comes before studying at his feet even. Mm -hmm. And so again, it just brings me back to, man, the first few decades of my Christian life, it was all about knowledge. I wanted to know more. I wanted to study more. I wanted to teach others how to know more about God. And I missed the part about contemplating his beauty, hungering for the beauty of God. And I think part of, you know, staying with God is you're not just running after him. You're going side by side. And part of the reason that's such a beautiful thing is It's because you're savoring 
and hungering for the face of God. And so it's not a tip or a technique or a new spin on a doctrine. It's enjoying the presence mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. And so you're with him out of joy above all else. Like you're contemplating his beauty. You're, you're there in his joy. And then, yeah, while you're there, you're studying at his feet too. But Craig, you had told me when I first started here, you had this image sometimes of God where the two of you were sitting together. Mm-hmm. On a park bench. Yeah, right. God and I just sitting together on a, a park bench. I was just uh, relaxed and free in his presence. And what made it beautiful, Alan, was he didn't have to affirm and validate me. It was quiet, and it was just God being pleased with being with me, not covering a lot of things, not rebuking me, not motivating me, but just enjoying being in my presence. Mm. And that's that's what stay with God Mm. means to me. And that picture comes to mind a lot when I think about that. So when you were asking me what's current, I'm like, man, this verse is Mm. so short, so easy to remember. And it has transformed my approach to whatever I face each day because it's quick to go, okay, I'm losing heart or I'm about to throw in the towel here. God, help me stay with you. Let's do this together. Hmm. And it changes everything. Hmm. Good words, Alan. Thank you for sharing them. So, a friend, stay with God. Stay with God. Stay with God. And anything we can help you to do in learning and growing and staying with God, we would love to. We've got resources, and you can check those out at RansomHeart.com. And is there anyone you'd recommend in particular for staying with God resource, Alan? One I think is great is a book John wrote a while back, and it's available on audio too, which is Walking with God. Mm. Because part of staying with God is conversational intimacy with him yeah so if if you haven't read that book it's a great one to dive into at this time that's good well thanks for listening we love you guys god bless you ransomheart.com check out what we've got it'll really help you in your walk and your staying with god